This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another Pittsburgh Steelers postgame podcast. The Pittsburgh Steelers remain perfect. The perfect Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a lot of, that's a lot, but they're nine and zero. they beat the Cincinnati Bengals in week 10 at Heinz field 36 to 10, a shellacking in every sense of the word. I actually think it, it should have been a lot worse. I don't even know if that really indicates how dominant the Steelers were. Nonetheless, the Steelers win. And we're here to talk about it. Joining me as always, Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer. What's up, Brian? How's it going? I am fantastic, and isn't it fitting that I am going to quote Ed Rooney, another Rooney, and say nine times. The Steelers have won nine times in 2020. Absolutely. There you go, Dave Schofield, other co-editor. What's up, Dave? How you doing? Jeff, you're... You're my best friend. I love you, man. Oh, oh, sorry. That's how drunk I would have been if I would have taken a drink every time Jonathan Vilma said he was drafted in the same draft class as Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, my goodness. Did that get old? Sorry. I'm doing great. It's well, great to have a game where you can look at things like that and have fun with them because you're not stressed out about the Steelers pulling out the victory. There's a there's a couple things that really bother me. Like I, I hate the fabricated... They are watching every time Ben Roethlisberger goes to the ground. And his, elbow, he, his elbow. Oh, he touched his elbow. Oh, my gosh. Did you see he he grimaced as he got tackled? Well, he's just getting tackled by a 300-pound lineman. I would probably grimace, too, just saying. Um, or the Jonathan Vilma's second game with the Steelers, and he still can't pronounce Randy Fittner's name. Fickner or whatever. Fittner or something. I don't know. Hey, come on, man. Fickner. Drives me crazy. <laughs> But hey, if we're if we're talking yeah. about this, if we're talking about this stuff right after the game, then it was a good game. And that's exactly what it was for that's the Steelers. Before we get into the X's and O's, the numbers and all that stuff, let's get our knee-jerk reactions. This is how we always start this post-game podcast. Brian, we'll start with you. What were your knee-jerk reaction to this win? It was a complete game, despite the running game, but it was a complete game. The defense showed up. They they started off in typical Steeler fashion, needed time to rev up, but the questions have been answered. This is a legitimate team. Yeah. Well, if you didn't know it yet, the <laughs> Dave Schofield, knee-jerk reactions. What do you think? Not a zero. Not a single third down conversion given up by this defense. That's, That's what I mean. I mean, other than that one drive where they had the really big play on a busted coverage and they gave up a fourth down touchdown because they changed in their young guys in on that personnel. They weren't all exactly, they should have called timeout because they weren't ready for the play um, and gave up that touchdown. Other than that, it was, it was a dominating performance, but the defense, when you look at it as a whole, it didn't seem like they were dominating every single play. They just continued to do their job the whole game. I'll say this. And I'll say it again. What's scary about the Steelers team, at least offensively, is that we still haven't seen them play to their potential yet. That's what's scary. I mean, when you think about how they dominated this this game, 
Uh, Isaac Aguilera puts $5 in the tip jar. He said what I was just going to say, great win. Can we run the ball efficiently? It's something the Steelers are going to have to, I don't want to say have to in the NFL. Now you can throw your way to wins, but at the same time, you want that other half of the offense to be able to be effective. And it wasn't, couldn't run the ball. We'll talk about that, but this offense can still be better. I'm not saying it was bad. No, 36 points is 36 points. Four touchdowns for Ben Roethlisberger's four touchdowns. But with that said, my goodness, it's scary to think what this offense could look like when they're clicking on all cylinders, when there aren't wide receiver drops and things like that. So, yeah, awesome dominating performance of the defense by by far. I think when you, like you said, that one drive and then the fake the fake punt, there's like the only plays that they had. Yeah. Um, I will say Jesse Bates should have had a pick six, but still. He he plays defense for a reason. Um, all right, let's get. He had into to go things. up really high to he get, did. To, to he get did. that ball. He had to go he up did. really high. Well, let's let's get right into it. A lot of people were saying in the live chat, "Hey, you know, uh, it was a relaxing game." I'm not going to say. I, I'm going to say that there are no relaxing games for me with the Steelers. <laughs> uh, just have a lot to do during the game, but at the same, and then when Directv goes out on me in the middle of it because of the storm, I'm ready to kill someone. I'm, <laughs> yeah. My kids are running around like you. That storm was enormous. <laughs> That was a big storm that rolled through. <laughs> I missed the Deontay Johnson touchdown. I had to watch it back on replay. I found it online and I watched. I was like, goodness gracious. Anyways, let's get to X Eddie B. I think uh is this is a Canuck buck, five Canuck bucks. He said, Hey, let's never run the ball again. And Ben should never practice. <laughs> I'm not gonna go that far. But let's talk about one Benjamin Todd. Oh, I did miss that one. Yeah, thanks. Okay. Sean Manian, $2, Big Ben for MVP. Let's talk about one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. So we always start. Why he is the straw which stirs the drink. Roethlisberger finishes 27 for 46, 333 yards, a 7.2 average, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, no sacks for the second straight game, a 110.1 rating. He single-handedly won me my Fandle League this, this week, so thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want to throw that in there. Um, they're in the FanDuel League with me. So, guys, let's grade out Benjamin Todd, will you? Uh, Brian, we'll start with you. I'm giving BTR an A+. <laughs> you want to you explain anything? Talk about him? Or is you it- know, the guy didn't practice all week. He doesn't need to practice. I mean, you know, like we were joking about, you know, keep him home. No, here's the thing. Ben was on today. Of course, I'm sure, yeah, he could have been better, but four touchdown passes, yeah, that's an A+. He single-handedly won that game for the Steelers because the running game wasn't going, and when Ben needed to go and when Ben needed to convert, Ben converted. They scored a lot today. Yeah. Dave Schofield, go ahead. Ben. Well, I do have to say that I do have the evidence of what my lineup would have been had I not got scared of the wind and took Ben and Juju <laughs> out of my lineup. I kept them in a different league, and I, I would have crushed in this league. I would have won by by 15 points. But I didn't. So, Jeff, you're mm. welcome. I was just trying to, you know, you, yeah, okay. you haven't done very well this year. So <laughs> I was second win. How many wins do you have? Uh, four. Okay. Um, <laughs> thank you. So, anyway... It's an A+. plus. Do you want to know why it's an A+, plus? because he finished the game on the bench. Yep. Anytime you can finish the game on the bench, for the right reasons. <laughs> for the right reasons. We got to yeah. put that out there. But, you know, that's an A-plus performance. I agree. A-plus for Ben Roethlisberger. He, you know, could have, would have, should have. Yeah, the, the, the pass that Bates could have got his hands on that would have been a blemish. But he didn't have a blemish. Uh, looked good. He had some drops. I think I counted at least three. 
passes that wide receivers should have caught. Maybe even four if you count the the throw to Juju Smith-Schuster in the end zone. Yeah, I don't know if that you know maybe four, but at least three drops. So his numbers could have been been even better. So we'll we'll see. Let's get to some. Um, what do we call these Australian dollars? Um, bingo, bingo, dollars. bingo dollars. That's right. <laughs> Mark Davison, who's one of our blokes from down under. He said, so what time do we play the Bengals? Jeez Louise nine and oh, here you go. I like that. I like that a lot. Snowman. Oh, wrong one. Gosh, darn it. I got Yikes. it. Yikes. You got to throw it up there, please. Yep. <clears throat> Snowman five bucks. We appreciate that snowman. He said, Hey, don't have to have a heart transplant this week. Yahoo. The Yahoo is right. <laughs> Yes. Congratulations to all of us for not having a heart attack this week. Grayson Brown, he gives us $4.99. Like I said, get right game. But seriously, the run plays were suspect. Run defense slowly getting back on track. Need better play calls. And they also need Mike Hilton back in the lineup too. It was good to see Tyson Alawalu back. Even, even when Tyson Alawalu came back, Isaiah Bugs was inactive because of his ankle probably. So they still are mismatching their defensive front, so keep that in mind as well. Let's get to... Well, let's talk about the running game, shall we? It was not very good. They ran the ball a total of 20 times. Uh, James Conner, 13 carries for 36 yards, 22.8 yard average, and a long of 16. Benny Snow with three for 12. Everything else was rather mundane. Guys, let's grade the running game. This is probably the one area that we're like, yeesh, not good. Brian, go ahead. They really did not do much to... uh to help the Steelers cause. So I have to go C minus. Okay. Any explanation there or just, you know, no, no, no. Yeah. you know what I've seen on the live chat and I've heard people uh, talking about how bad Connor is. I still think that the, uh, the offensive line is not getting him holes. Um, that jet sweep. That's not Connor, but the jet sweep is not working all the time. You know, they're figuring it out. Heck Jonathan, Jonathan Vilma figured it out. He's like, you know, they can't do that all the time. And, I mean, it works a little bit, but when you go to the well too often, you know, you lose. Yeah. No, you're right. Dave, what will you grade the uh, running game today? Oh, it's it's not good. I'm going to go – I'm going to go – I was going to say C, C- minus probably. I mean, here's the thing. You had a couple decent runs in there. I mean – I would say almost 70, 70% of Connor's runs or yards were on two runs. He he, he busted out a couple of them. And okay, now I don't hear myself. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I have no idea what that was either. So, um, but it really was the blocking. When you look at it, it was the blocking. They would have had more to the run game if there wouldn't have been a hold to call back Snell's one decent run there at the end when they were just handing it off. But I mean, it's not how to, I had a good way to say this before. The Steelers have gone up against two of the two of the bottom five rush defenses the last two weeks and have not been able to run the ball. And you say, oh, that's a problem. Double yoy. But the problem is when teams that are struggling to stop the run, when they see someone like Pittsburgh who struggles to run the ball and that in my opinion, completely tips their hand of when and where they're running the ball. These are the type of games that they look at as get right games for them to get back on track of their run defense, just like this was a get right game for the Steelers overall. So something's got to be done there. I think a lot of it has to do 
with scheme personnel, and you're basically letting the other team know where you're running it. And early in the season, it worked because you you were doing a good job moving the line, but the line's not getting the push up front. The big boys aren't 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 getting it done as much either. It's just it's it's a group effort with that one. See, this is tough because we always go eventually. We go to grading the offensive line, and if I'm grading the line in terms of rush rushing run, run blocking put it that way um it's it's a poor grade i'm gonna give the running game a d because it just was not good enough and it was so bad you could actually see the steelers in third and short situations they're going back to todd haley electing to throw the ball instead of trying to run it and you want an offense that if, if worse comes worst case scenario you should be able to get a short yardage situation, whether it's third or fourth down, does not matter. I'm going to give them a D. It just is not good enough. If they want to be considered legit, and I mean Super Bowl contenders can beat anyone, which I already think they are, but the offense has to get that running game to accompany the passing game. Because if they can run the ball, it's only going to open things up for the passing game even more. So we have to keep that in mind too. Highway to seven. Dollar ninety nine says Ben's most complete game ever. Great pressure throws. Absolutely. I thought the I think it was a touchdown to Juju where he climbed the pocket. That's that's a play that Mason Rudolph or Devlin Hodges never, never made last year, where they just step up and it's a, it's a thing of beauty, to be honest with you. Uh, we had a couple bigger donations here. Uh Ilermo gives us four ninety nine. He says, What do you guys think about the future for quarterback? I see Dobbs more active on the sidelines. I really would like to see him have some snaps. Can I take this one? Sure, go for it. The Steelers are 9-0. and Forget <laughs> about the future quarterback. Enjoy 2020. You know who can deal with that? The Steelers in March. But I, I, Okay, so he did give us money. I will answer it this way. <laughs> that Mike Tomlin seemed very open to both players if Ben Roethlisberger wasn't able to play uh, today on Sunday. So maybe they're not sold on Mason Rudolph as the guy if if – if that's a possibility, but that's down the road. We appreciate yeah. the tip. Michael Clark gives us four ninety nine. Says is Johnson AB without the headaches. He's talking about Deontay. Ben loves to target him ten plus times, nearly every game. Some of the after catch moves remind me of AB. Just me. I will say that uh, I'll let Brian answer this in a second. I will say that I think he's better with the ball in his hands than Antonio Brown ever was. Um, he might have better. It, Brown might have better hands. But Deontay Johnson, with the ball in his hands in space, is unbelievably elusive. It's difficult for one person to bring him down. Um, he had a great first half and then the kind of quiet second half. But still, uh, we'll talk about the receivers here in a second. Brian, what are your thoughts on that in comparison with uh, one Mr. Uh, third and fifth? You know, I think that's a good comparison because there aren't any headaches. I also agree with you, Jeff, just for the fact that this guy is electric. I think even more electric than Antonio Brown, but Antonio Brown definitely has better hands. I would love to see now be careful how I say this. I'd like to see Deontay Johnson slow down, not in speed, but slow down and make sure he's catching the ball. I think he's dropping the ball a little way too much. He worries me sometimes, but he is definitely, you know, he's definitely a guy that Ben is targeting more and more. You're seeing him target Claypool more and more. So he is definitely in the equation. They've got a three-headed monster and a fourth in James Washington if he could ever, you know, get on the field. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, Jay Hill gives us $2 says, what do you think the Steelers final record will be? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, guys thoughts here. 
I like to just go with uh, I'll say their time. final record will be <laughs> will be ten and zero after next week. They got to yeah. Win there you go, Brian. You want to take a stab at it? You know, I am a. I'm going to go with the Jeff Hartman answer, and I'm going to say uh, nineteen and zero. Yeah. Um, so right. that's that's what that's what I'm going for right now. Um, you know, realistically, th- there could be a couple losses in there, but uh, right now they're nine and zero, and they're a special team. Let me just remind all of our listeners, because we have a lot of people who have 450 people in the live chat right now. There's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that it's going to be worth it. If the Steelers go on a run for you to find our YouTube channel, because if they finish 16 and zero, Brian Davis will shave a Mohawk into his head. And this is on tape. Like he cannot back out of this. I mean, it's just fact. So I think if you look at the upcoming schedule, he's probably sweating a little bit because you, you might have to do it. I have the Clippers to do it, obviously. But, I mean, geez, it's it's going to be tough. I mean, you don't want to do that, do you, Brian? I mean, you'd love them to go 16 up, but you don't want a Mohawk. You know, I, I wouldn't care about the, the Mohawk. <laughs> you know, I... You know, I'm shameless self-promotion. I don't care. But if you go back and listen to the uh listen to the oh, here actual here we go. <laughs> it was Mike Hilton 16 sacks. No, the 16 sacks was a porn stash, I thought. It was no, four, was was 10, 10 sacks. sacks was a porn stash. But you know what? We can go ahead, <laughs> we can go ahead with that. I want to uh, find the tape. That's what I, I honestly <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think the Mohawk was 16 and 0. I, I I don't, but I can't remember either. I don't find think you were on the show yet, Dave. I think this is the one you joined is late. So, you know what? I I mean, Donald's saying bad has already tried to back out of it. I don't back out. I don't launch on bets. I've worn capital jersey. I've had bang I've I've had uh Ravens decals on my car because I never welch on a bet. That's all right. That's we'll, we'll, take, we'll just take it one game at a time. All right. We'll take it one game at a time. I'll check on that in the meantime. A uh, highway to seven <laughs> gives us four ninety nine. So it seemed like the Bengals uh took a lot from the Dallas game to defend the run. They were daring us to beat them throwing wind and all Ben shredded them. Yeah. And Mike Tomlin said that in his post game press conference that they were really loading the box saying, Hey, if you're going to beat us, you're going to do it through the air. And that's a mistake against Ben Roethlisberger. That's uh, pretty silly. If you ask me, um, we had another one here. Let me find it. Sorry guys. Here we go. Brad Jewett, since he some stepchilds and always will be love you three and everyone in the live chat. Thanks, Brad. We appreciate that. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati's kind of like that little brother. Who would you say is the bigger little brother, Cleveland or Cincinnati? Dave, what do you think? The bigger little brother. Mm. Meaning that guy that's no, just no, always no, no, around no. but never wins. They're 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 from Ohio. They're they're, they're the twin little brothers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Sean Manahan. This is a good segue. Two dollars. Thank you, Sean. He says Steelers wide receiver core, the best group in the NFL. Let's talk about the receivers a little bit first. Do you guys think that this is the best top to bottom unit in the NFL? Absolutely. Dave? Depends on if you're talking depth, because I think they are the deepest wide receiver group. Well, this is top to bottom. NFL. I mean, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. I mean, so that, because of their depth, yes. I don't think they're – like if, if you're only looking at the top two guys of every team, then no, that's not where they're going to be. But if you're looking at everything, then yes, because of because of the fantastic depth they have. It was crazy to see the graphic that Fox put up on the screen where it showed touchdown catches by all these different guys. You yeah. know, Claypool had six at the time. Uh, I think Deontay Johnson had like, I think maybe five. Juju had five and four and three. Uh, Eric, four, yeah. yeah, Ebron had a couple. I mean, it was insane. It's three so, for Ebron and three for Washington. Yeah. 
Let's talk about these guys. Deontay Johnson leads the team with six catches for 116 yards on 11 targets. Wow. Uh, 19.3 average, one touchdown along a 46. And then Juju Smith-Schuster, nine catches for 77 yards, 8.6 average. He had a touchdown, 24-yard long, 13 targets. Chase Claypool, four catches on 10 targets, 56 yards, two touchdowns and along a 15 Ebron two for 38 James Washington, two for 30 James Connor, two for 12 and Ray Ray McLeod two for four gentlemen. Let's grade out the receiving core. We'll start with you, Brian. Absolutely. An a once again, if I, I mean, I could go a plus on these guys because look everywhere you go. If somebody is covered, James Washington could be a number one receiver one week. Deontay Johnson, you have the potential for five number one receivers if you include Ebron in there every single week. Somebody, it's not the days of AB with guys like Kobe Hamilton and Sammy Coates and Eli Rogers in there helping out looking for scraps. This is why the running game is not too much of a concern right now because you know Ben's going to throw it. Everybody knows Ben's going to throw it. They can't stop it. They can only hope to contain it. And that's exactly what's happening here. This is a fan. This is one of the best receiving cores I've ever seen. And I've seen a Steeler receiving core with Jim Smith, John Stallworth, and Lynn Swan. You throw in Eric Ebron, who Ben actually, uh, Ben could have completed three more balls to Eric Ebron. And it wasn't Ebron's fault. Ebron had a fantastic game as well. And if I, uh, if, uh, What's the guy, Jesse Bates? If he doesn't make a fantastic play and almost take that pick six, that was going to be a six. If that ball is caught by the offense or the defense, that's a touchdown, most likely. Yeah. So, this is they have true weapons. I've never seen this many weapons. Like I said, somebody goes out in a game. We've seen Deontay Johnson go out in a game, and nobody was like, oh no, oh no, we're done because somebody steps up on that team. There's no ego. They, they're a band of brothers, those receivers, along with, with uh, Ben Roethlisberger. I really love this group. All right, Dave, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I like what Brian said. You know what I mean, What's your grade? They, they didn't necessarily catch every single ball thrown their way, but you can't catch every ball thrown your way. Well, I mean, you can, but you can. To, if you have that expectation, you're going to be disappointed. You know, if, if you're that guy that breaks down film and expects the quarterback to make the exact perfect read and the exact perfect throw on every play, then you're never going to be able to enjoy football. And it's the same kind of thing with the receivers. They're going to catch them most of the time. Jeff missed it live. That Deontay Johnson touchdown, I tell you, he I don't he was just turning to look and Ben just had the ball in his put the ball in his hands. He had no choice but to catch that ball. That was that was just just crazy. They had, I mean. For these young guys to not have their quarterback all week and to still be on the same page with him the way they were, yeah, let's give him an A-plus for that. I'm going to give him an A, just a solid A. The, the drops, I'd love to see them clean it up a little bit. I know that, yes, they won 36-10. to 10. I know, yes, maybe I'm nitpicking, and that's fine. Say what you want. I'll give him an A. Great numbers. Deontay Johnson looked explosive. How anybody in the NFL gives him a 10-yard cushion I have no idea. It was the play, I think, in the second quarter, maybe, where the Bengals defender was literally yeah. 10 to 11 yards off. Roethlisberger probably gave him some type of hand signal, tosses it to him, and he has an easy first down. I mean, I, I don't get it. 
nonetheless split the defenders too yeah well i mean for the first down that was crazy i would love for someone and i'm sure there's this some website or something that keeps track of this how many times he makes a defender miss i mean it seems like every time he touches the football he's at least making one person miss so all right we all give him a's there that's pretty good let's talk about the offensive line again they do let Roethlisberger throws for 333. He did not get sacked, but the running game was dreadful. Guys, if we're grading the offensive line, how are you grading it? I'll go with you, Brian. This is so hard because the bottom line is they won the game by the score of 36 to 10. The, the running game isn't going, but they still won the game. They kept Ben Roethlisberger clean. They kept Ben Roethlisberger upright and healthy. You know, I, I've i got to go ahead and, you know, despite the poor running game, because that could be a combination of the running backs and the offensive line, I could go B- minus here. Okay. I think that's a fair grade. Dave, what about you? I'm going to go B. Um, I, I think they did a great job in, in pass protection. Like you say, the no sacks right there you know, tells you a lot, um, especially as often as they threw the ball. I don't know that it's all on them for the running game. I think it is a big combination of th- stuff. I think it's them. I think I think the the play calling of the running game is not putting them in a very good situation, them or the runner. So it's a lot of things, but you got to bring it down because guess what? Even if it wasn't a even if it's not the best play calling with the run game, you can come off and drive guys off the line. And I didn't see them drive guys off the line until Mason Rudolph was taking the snaps. You know, then it seemed like that was the first time all game I actually saw them get a little bit of a push. So that's the biggest concern that I have is when it's a run play, you've got to move the line of scrimmage and they're not. That's the only thing keeping them from an A. I'm going to give them an A. And you're probably shocked after I ridiculed the running game. But here's the here's the difference. When, to me, when you throw the ball 46 times and don't give up a sack, I mean, think that's about that. Think about that, but let, let's go a step further now. Let's look at the defensive. How many quarterback hits did the Cincinnati Bengals have? Eight. Okay. You gave up eight hits. You didn't give up a sack. That is really, really good football on the offensive line. And we've said this for years. This offensive line was built to protect Ben Roethlisberger. They're not the dominant road grader offensive line that's going to run downhill and just bury you to death. But at the same time, my goodness, I feel like this offensive line from a pass protecting him. They've only surrendered 10 sacks in nine games. I think so, if I'm my notes are correct. Yep. Yeah, because it was 10, 10 coming into yeah, the game. <laughs> That's I was afraid my they were going to give a sack on that bad snap, went to hand it off to Connor, couldn't hand it off. Ben kept it, got up to the line of scrimmage. I, didn't, I was afraid they were going to call that a sack, but instead they called it a run for zero yards. So Yeah. Because that wouldn't have been on the offensive line. That no. was well, other <clears> than the snap. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, all right, guys, before we uh, go into our first break here, let's talk about offensive game balls for someone not named Ben Roethlisberger. Let's make it challenging. Okay. Not named Ben. We know Benjamin Todd would get a game ball from everyone under the sun that watched the game. Brian, who's your offensive game ball going to and why? Since it's not BTR, I am going to go with Juju Smith Schuster. I think he is Ooh. the leader of that band. He is the guy that is, uh, somebody called him Heinz Ward 2.0. He is a very unselfish player. He just, he's the, he's the leader. 
And he's the guy that, that makes everything work for everybody else as well. Because you know what? When they aren't going to him, everybody else is open. Let me ask you guys a question real quick. Mm-hmm. You brought up Juju. They find a way to keep him next year. He wants to stay in Pittsburgh. He really does. I honestly believe that. At the same time, he's going to want market value. If the Steelers find a way to bring him back next year. Dave, we'll start with you. Let you answer that first. Yeah. Can I answer one thing real quick in the live chat? A lot of people were asking about Kevin Dotson. He went on the COVID list yesterday. He was not active for the game. He's not even on the 53-man roster. A lot of people trying to figure out where he was. If he was playing, he couldn't have been playing. They promoted Antoine Brooks for him. Yes, they did. So anyway, back to the whole thing. Seattle has to know. What was it again? (laughs) Do you think they'll find a way to keep Juju next year? You've got to do everything you can to find a way. But there's going to be a point where if it's too much, you just you, you can't offer the farm, you know, and the neighbor's farm and the, and the farm in 10 years, you know, but you're going to do everything you can to keep him. It's just it really depends on their side. Brian Anthony Davis, what do you think about that? There's so many things that can happen. You know, I mean, they're going to try. They're going to try hard to keep either Bud Dupree or Juju Smith-Schuster. They really are. They're going to try to keep one of them. They might not be able to t- keep one of them. But if anybody is going to find cushions, I mean coins in the cushions, mm-hmm. it's Omar Khan and it's Kevin Colbert. And we talked about it before when they were there was no way they were going to sign a single guy in free agency. Everybody said it. I'm like, you know what? I think they'll, they'll sign a guy like Wisniewski. Um, they can. They're going to sign somebody else. They're going to find a way. With what money? They will find money. I don't know if they can, but it goes a long way. When I just talked about how unselfish a guy like Juju is, if he is a big picture guy and can see his career going forward with not not uh, breaking the bank and being the number one paid wide receiver, then you know what? He might be the guy that, that would do it. I wouldn't see an Antonio Brown doing that. I wouldn't see other guys that need to have that banner. Number one paid guy. He is probably the one guy that I would think that would stick around, but you never know. I I don't think, I I think he seems for as young as he is. I think he's very realistic. He knows he's not going to be able to get like, for instance, DK Metcalf might hit free agency eventually and say, I want to be the guy. You know, but at the same time, I don't think that's Juju Smith-Schuster, but here's why I think he'll stay. And here's why I think he might take a little bit less. I don't think he needs the NFL money to make him a lot of money. For instance, he's a, getting a ton of advertisements, whether it was like Pizza Hut last year. He is spon- money. Uh, yeah, he's sponsored by like, <laughs> he's sponsored by a gaming team. Like he's yeah. a part of like video game. Trust me, this guy's making a lot of money that isn't NFL money. And so if the Steelers can give him what they feel is fair market value, and he says, I'm looking at guys like Mike Wallace, um, let's hear Emmanuel Sanders even early in his career, um, looking at even someone that didn't get a chance to stay for whatever reason, Marcus Wheaton, uh, they they might say, he might say, I want to stay here because it's not the same everywhere. And so a little sidebar there. We'll say, we'll talk about it. Go ahead, Brian, or whoever wants to go. doesn't matter. I'll go ahead real quick. And I'm I know I'm opening up a can of worms here worms here. Emmanuel Sanders was not that awesome in Pittsburgh. No, not Juju at all. is a whole lot better than he was. He had so many drops, he was never a number one receiver here. Juju is like I said, he's not selfish. 
He is working on a brand, and a lot of his brand is staying in Pittsburgh. That's what I was going to say. If he wants to build the brand, they need to work together and say, let's keep you here and in a good situation. Do you really think you can do better somewhere else? And it could even be that Juju is the kind of guy that's like, as long as Ben's here, I want to stay. That's you know the what caveat. I'm saying? That's the and caveat. Try to keep him here through through Ben and then say, go go from there. But we'll we'll let you keep building your brand here with, with the good thing you have going on with Ben. So if that's that's the caveat though, that I talked about how he doesn't need top money. He might say to Ben Roethlisberger, look, man, I'm I'm staying here as long as you're here. You got two more years. You got three more years left in you. Like, what's the deal? Because that's what I, because he knew what it was like in 2019 without Ben there. So, but I digress. Let's go to Shield 91. He put $5 in the tip jar. And this is a, for you, Dave. He said, What do you use for your game stats? Trying to get more stat geeky these days. My game, my box score is just ESPNs. Dave, you can give him where you get your information. I, I I don't like it on my desktop. I use Yahoo and I also use, believe it or not, I use the Steelers app where I go into their schedule and I go into their drives and into their stats and stuff there. That's what I use during the game and on game day. But after game, the day after the game, when everything gets uploaded to look at everything, that's where it's pro football reference. But you do need a subscription for that now. Yeah. All right. For, for their big stats. Dave, let's go to your um, game Offensive ball. game ball. Yes. Offensive game ball. I am going to go with, since he can't be Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger, yeah, and Brian took my answer of Juju Smith-Schuster, which is okay, I'm going to say Deontay Johnson, mm-hmm. because not just because he won over the 100 yards, which was a really big deal um, for, for the Steelers to get that. I'm not sure if Brian's asleep or frozen right now. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> anyway. Um, um, I think he might be frozen, yeah. but also that, that long pass, what was it? 40 some third, you know, 46 to Deontay. Yeah. The long yeah. one to Deontay early in the game that did a lot for the offense that opened up a lot. And with the, with Ben threw other deep balls, but he's the one who made the adjustment and brought it in. Yeah. Deontay Johnson's a good one. I'm actually going to go with chase Claypool. Um, I said yeah, this. I left you I, that one. <laughs> yeah, you're. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> he too helped me win my fantasy league this week. Uh, but so I'm, I'm looking at Claypool, and so he is. He's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. No one would expect him to be. He has some drops. Absolutely, he has some drops. But Roethlisberger trusts him a lot. He goes back to him a lot. And even though his stats were not mind-blowing today, let's read those again. Four for 56. He got targeted 10 times, but he had two touchdowns. The second touchdown was really a combat catch. I love to see him go in and battle for it. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Are 14 of those yards on that reverse? Because that started off with a pass. It started off with a tip pass to Ray Ray to then reverse around. And I can't figure out if that's where they put those yards or not, they definitely didn't put them in rushing because where I I Claypool, pro- Claypool probably had, I mean, maybe they yeah. give him a pass there, but I mean, he had, I mean, think about it, he had a couple nice third down receptions yeah. that are probably about 12 yeah. to 13 yards. Plays. So yeah. Drew so, one big PI to get him down close. Yeah. He's a DPI magnet. Cause he's yeah. so big and he fights back for the ball. 
then and, and you know that he and Ben are going to connect on a couple of these deep passes sooner or later. And if the you first- can get the ball to James Washington, man, good luck tackling that guy. I mean, that's the thing that I see with him is he's just going to power through guys too. Gotta love these receivers. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And uh, Pappy W says they showed it as a pass on game day. So yeah, there you go. That would equate to those 56 yards. Yeah. So there okay. you go. Um, okay, very good. So we're gonna take a break right here. If you're on, if you're on YouTube, we're not going anywhere. Just we'll be right back. Uh, if you're listening in audio, make sure you go over and check out part two. Will Brian Anthony Davis join us? I don't know. You'll have to wait and find out. We'll be right back. 